I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. We're back to Pacific Sitrep with John Mills. Thanks for joining us this morning, John. Hey, Todd. Thank you. Always an honor. So uh, let's talk about shipping. That seems to be the big issue to start the day this morning. Yeah, this is this is pretty big and important. Um, so if, if, if the viewing audience is not following, we have the greatest assault on merchant shipping since World War II going on uh, as ships try to go through the, uh, the Suez Canal, the, the Gulf of Aden and the Red Sea. And it's getting it's getting worse. It is not getting better. And uh, we uh, the U.S. Navy is doing a fantastic job of escorting but um <clears throat> we just simply don't have enough naval force there because we're we're swatting down missile after missile from the houthis no u.s uh navy ship has been struck yet a leaker is going to get through eventually and it's going to be bad yeah but um, um what's interesting is china doesn't have to pay war risk insurance so and who uh, makes who makes that decision Insurance it's, companies, I would think, right? Exactly. The shipping registry, Lloyd's, uh, other other shipping registries. And uh, I think that kind of indicates, because there's still a number of, of folks who will say, well, you know, the Houthis in, uh, are not, you know, they're not really on anybody's side. Uh, mm -hmm. No, they're, they're on Iran's side. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so China not having to pay war risk insurance is, uh, is a huge message. Uh, that they get special passage. The Houthis aren't going to touch them, and the Houthis are clearly being supported by Iran. So uh, essentially, the city of London has has been told that uh, you don't have to worry about Chinese shipping, so you you don't have to worry about the risk. Is yes, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. I guess this is exactly it, and see we don't have enough naval force there we can swat down all the missiles they're shooting at this at the ships we're escorting but we don't have enough ships to block the flow of missiles and parts and equipment mm -hmm. from iran to yemen i mean this is ridiculous Amazing. uh you know well, why don't we shut that down uh so so we don't the houthis run out of missiles and supplies and they're also the houthis are moving uh, missiles across the Red Sea to Sudan, so they'll be firing from two directions shortly. Um, but we don't have enough ships to stop that movement. So great on the U.S. Navy for swatting down everything, but we don't have enough naval force. There's also the, these two Iranian ships, the Saviz and the Bashad. And the Bashad was, uh, I looked at it yesterday, is it's uh, hugging the Iranian, or excuse me, the uh, Chinese base in Djibouti. Why is it doing that? Because they're now very concerned that they're going to get hit um, because those two ships are providing targeting information for the firing of the missiles. And Iran came out and said, don't you touch these ships. 
but you know now the Bashad is right next to the Chinese base. Now there's surface-to-air missiles uh, on that Chinese base, so they're clearly providing an umbrella for that ship. And mm-hmm. uh, that Chinese base also looks directly down onto the port area. They have their own dedicated port area, by the way, uh, that's private and separate. The Chinese do. It's part of their special big base. Our base at the airport depends on the uh, public docks in Djibouti, which is where our special operations ship that Puller, the USS Puller is at. And that's where all the SEALs are launching from to do their raids. And that's where the two SEALs were, were on. Uh, they launched from their, their fast, uh, fast boats from there. The Chinese base looks right. I mean, literally has vi- visual line of sight. So anytime uh, one of our special ops helicopters takes off, one of our you know, SEALs fast boats uh, uh, pulls away uh, and heads out to sea, Chinese know it, and they're yeah. telling. We used to work out of Djibouti, so I completely understand exactly what you're saying. Um, it's a problem, and and that was said to be a problem 20 years ago when the port was developed, or whenever it was. Um, so let's talk about last night's big issue in Moscow. Uh, you had Tucker talking to Vlad for two and a half hours. Uh, the first half hour was a history lesson, and uh, I, I think Putin. Tucker was kind of annoyed, but I think Putin wanted to get that out. And uh, But what was your impression? Well, one is the reaction to it. Uh, a lot uh-huh. of people are, a lot of media is melting down over this mm-hmm. and, you know, accusing Carlson of being a, a Putin uh, ally. Um, he does seem to be friendly to Putin, but, you know, this, is, this has always been my firm policy. Putin, he's not our friend, but he's not our enemy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, this... I, I learned this in Bosnia, where Madeleine Albright gave the gave the order, gave the, the code. What is it? The code red. No aid for the Serbs because they are Russian yeah. and Russian allies. So they couldn't get any aid, no support. But the the interview was, I, I think, very interesting. And you know, it's funny the history lesson. You know, this is this is this is front and center in the Russian psyche. They want people to know these things. And, and and most Americans just we got to do better in our DNA at history. Uh, we got to understand these things because they are important to other other people, even if it's not important to Americans. And <clears throat> but you know he got, you know pre czar days, czar days, Soviet days, post Soviet days. I don't even know what phase we're in now. In many ways, it's still the same psyche. It is, yeah. I agree. Um, the, one of the things that I noticed uh, was he talked about the Serbs. I mean, that, that's a big issue, as you mentioned. And uh, the first time I went to Moscow, uh, you, you know, they said to me, yeah, but what about the Serb? You bombed the Serbs. I mean, literally at the dinner table, like explain that. It was, And I said, well, you know, we had UN. I said, then they said, no, you didn't. You didn't have you. And I was wrong. There was no UN authority to do that. So they're still very angry about that. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> they've always felt. I mean, in the and uh, the history of the, the the Yugoslavia area and Serbia. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's just constant intrigue and assassination and and uh, uh, different secret treaties. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it's it, it you know getting involved in in the in the Balkans is you know like getting or involved in a land war in Asia, uh, which that's what's going on right now. Yeah. So yeah, there's a reason they call it balkanization. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it comes from somewhere. 
I, I was struck by also um, how diplomatic Putin was. He could have thrown Biden under the bus, seriously, but he didn't. You yeah. know, and he, he kept refusing to like say what other leaders have told him. I think he goes by that kind of. You know, Russians are they, they will stab you in the back, but if you have a form they and you sign your 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 name to it, they will follow that form. It's a Soviet. You know, do you have the documents? Do you have the process in place? And I, I found that fascinating that they uh, that he really wanted to make sure that we knew he was following diplomatic protocol and not throwing world leaders under the bus because that's the right thing to do in his mind, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and our president wouldn't have a problem at all doing that, uh, leaking transcripts and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th that's what goes on. And the Vindman brothers would be uh, you know, mm -hmm. out and uh, leaking everything. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's Im important. Again, I uh, we had a golden opportunity in the 90s when Russia was on its absolute knees. Mm -hmm. It was an absolute mess. We had a golden opportunity to just do a, a historic rapprochement with them and Abraham Accords for Russia. And instead, what did Madeleine Albright do? She bravely stepped forward and kicked him in the teeth. And I, I mean, she just, she just despised, was angered by the Russians, hated them. And I, during the Obama years, I always, they, they had this, this thing for Russia. And I'm just going. Yeah, the, the well, public dishumiliation <laughs> of Putin. Oh, he's just like a, a child in a, it was a slouch in the schoolroom or whatever crap Biden said. You know, you're talking to a nuclear power, but yeah. um, fascinating. Do you think that is because they were <clears throat> whatever globalist thing is going on now and Ru they saw Russia as not being wanting to be part of that power structure? Do you think that they were at that time already thinking that we have to take this down because they're not going along with whatever? Because I've had that feeling like around 2008 when Putin started to arm. And I I've always said he saw something maybe in the mirror of like, wow, that's a, that's a power structure like us. And I don't want to be kind of part of this, you know, saw an enemy when, when, you know, as the American public really didn't see, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And, and I'm not in any way being an apologist for uh, yeah. the Russians, but I think, you know, they, they saw themselves being excluded and surrounded Mm -hmm. And and what do you think? How do you think a nation's a nuclear armed nation? How do you think a nuclear armed nation is going to react? Um, and and uh, uh, so yeah, this just he clearly saw he was not welcome. Russia was not welcome. Um, uh, there was this, uh, and, I, and at the time, you know, I said, hey, sure, let's add a few more nations to NATO. So what? No, I mean you, you got yeah. you do you do have to look at it from their angle. They do they do feel surrounded, and even uh, you know even with missiles in Cuba, uh, remember uh, remember we were putting nuclear armed missiles in Italy, giving them the Italians nuclear missiles, giving the Turks nuclear missiles, and we didn't really know it at the time, but we had a significant nuclear overmatch and uh uh to the to the russians uh, to the soviets at the time so uh you know khrushchev said hey i'm gonna i'm gonna be dynamic and sneak in missiles to cuba i mean again i'm not the russians yeah. are, are not our enemy but they're not our 
not our friends. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I felt it all the time. You don't have to agree with them. You need to understand them and, yes. and understand the reaction because that's what you're going to get, right? I mean, and, and yeah, I, Putin has harmed the Russian people. He's harmed the Russian middle class, although their economy has recovered since the 90s. He did provide that strong man kind of push to do that. But it's a kleptocracy. I mean, it's, it's an oligarchy that rapes the people over and over and over again. It's going to be a good day. This Monday, we do have a little bit left available here. Check us out, familyfarmbeefbox.com. Thanks. Have a good day. Like they want to bring here. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I found that fascinating. Look, did you see anything on the fires that were in Moscow last night? Across no. the buildings? It, it looked very strange. It was a line of buildings that broke out right when the interview was playing, literally across the roofs of... I would say a half mile long of buildings. And, you know, I, I was researching it this morning and they said it was a circuit fire that spread across the roof, but I just found that very weird. Um, if you didn't see it, that's fine. What about yeah. Biden? What, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. All I'll say on this matter is we poke each other <clears throat> and poking what, what strategic end state does it say? Does it serve? We poke each other. Hey, we mm -hmm. blew up. We blew up the Siberian pipeline in mm -hmm. in 1982. You know, uh, it was documented. You know, mm -hmm. in a very in a, one of the first you could call it one of the first very clever cyber attacks. That's historically documented factually. It's out there, but acknowledged mm -hmm. that the, that the U.S. did that. And I say be careful. And I brought that up because of your reference to the fires. Mm -hmm. You know, did we remotely set those fires intentionally? I don't know. You know, we got to be careful about this poking routine. It, yeah. uh, it can spin out of control uh, and bad things happen. So I'm all for very aggressive covert action, but it has to be very, very controlled. And just this poking thing can spin out of control. So when, when you say fires, I'm immediately going, oh, my, what was going on here? Well, it wasn't like a building that was on fire. It was a line literally mm -hmm. only on the roof. It was almost like a. Uh, you know, I mean, you could go down the rabbit hole and just directed energy weapon or whatever. It just spread along the long half mile long string of buildings or longer. It was very strange. But anyway, you'll see it if you look it up. It's yeah. on our site. Uh, let's talk about the big guy, Mr. Tim Persinski. Um, what what do you think of what's going on with Biden and how well, does the and I ask that because how does the international uh, our enemies our adversaries our competitors how do they view this what do they think what do they think is going on and what is going to happen well i, I think with the uh, no i think the drop the charges were dropped they've been they're not going to pursue charges on the classified right. documents Correct. but he's he was made out to be an utter utter fool uh mm -hmm. and you know he's very angry and upset about it but i mean people are i mean it's just just absolutely patently obvious he if he any any and he was using that in his defense well i didn't know poor memory mm -hmm. uh well here's the leader of the free world who has the you know the nuclear suitcase to uh, right next to him here um 
<clears throat> so a lot of calls. I think I think it really uh, that did that was is going to be a huge factor in the upcoming election. Um, and hey, fair is fair. They're going to drop charges uh, against uh, Biden on these matters. They better drop charges against Trump on these matters. I, I I've always been in just insulted mm -hmm. by the way the national archives has been weaponized and it was their job to go to the white house despite the chaos at the end of the first term it was their job to go to the white house and box up the classified documents and uh and again almost all presidential libraries have classified top secret documents in them mm -hmm. okay the reagan library the reagan library has lots of uh, top secret documents in them stored in in special certain ways uh, following procedures um but um yeah if they're gonna they're gonna give him a pass um uh fair is fair and they need to stop on this this yeah i'm just wondering how i mean because i'm not really sure on this one how the world perceives what's happening i wonder if they think well you know we have eight months to do something or uh, or are they preparing or do they realize that we're going to have a better governmental structure in place at, at some point? Um, anyway, just a thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think our, our peers, um, they, they definitely are our, 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 our strategic uh, partners. And, and I and I get I get uh, anybody who says that they, they long for Biden. That is a lie. They yeah. Excuse me. They, 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 they really, they may not like a Trump, but they appreciate his transparency, his credibility. They always, it's in international relations. It's all, all about um, clarity, transparency, authenticity. Foreign leaders love authenticity and they see nothing but just a, uh, uh, a hapless uh, person who's not really there uh, with, with Biden. Last question. I, uh, when I was in Israel, I struck up a relationship with uh, Yiva, Yifa Sigal, who was the chief of staff of the former Israeli ambassador. And in her comments about the ring of fire around Israel and how it's closing in with the Iranian proxy armies. Um, I spoke with her yesterday again. Uh, how do you see this playing out? Does Israel have to do something in the north? Do they have to do something in Judea and Samaria? Gaza's ongoing. How long will the U.S. support this with the congressional issues swirling with military aid? You know, will it come? Will it not? What are your thoughts on that? Last question. Well, this is interesting. Um, I would, first of all, um, I think they have to finish the Gaza situation. And that means drive out, I mean, to eliminate Hamas. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't want to be overseeing, controlling, or ruling uh, uh, Gaza. It was, a, it was a mess. They have to eliminate Hamas. I think they need to hold, you know, this is, you know, they, they do a strategic economy of force in the north against Hezbollah. As long as Hezbollah is not, not aggressively attacking they can they can handle that with relatively small force. Mm -hmm. I think the grave concern is what are Iran's next moves and how is Iran? Because I think Iran is is clearly just like Putin promised Ukraine in seventy two hours to China. Iran has promised because I'm the way I look at the map. China is trying to establish its its left limit as far as it will be the the eastern Mediterranean, meaning. Mm -hmm. It, it, you know, essentially all Western powers will be essentially, that's now China's territory in the Eastern Med. 
and that includes driving Israel out. So what is the next step? Is it nuclear? I think all cards are on the table here uh, with, with yeah. Iran because now Iran is under pressure, like Putin, to deliver because that's part of the no boundaries agreement to collapse America is, is uh, they got to drive America and Israel and the West out of the Middle East. So I think the bigger picture for Israel is to what is next with Iran? Will they go nuclear? Because I think it's it's not they're they're trying to drive the Americans out of the base camps in in mm-hmm. Jordan, Iraq, Syria. The again the the merchant uh, attack on merchant vessels is getting worse, not better. Uh, but Iran has to deliver, and I think it's are we going to take out? Because I've been like for three weeks, I've been saying you got to take out the, the Bashad and the Saviz, the two Iranian spy ships. Either, either force them out, order them out of the area. If they won't leave, sink them. You know, give give them give them warning, and then sink them if they don't comply. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, but if uh, I, and I think the I think the Biden team is getting frustrated, and so if, if we hit those ships, that's going to really uh, up the ante. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about your book before we go. The la- the latest uh, one. <laughs> Oh, thank, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Um, it's uh, War Against the Deep State, and I just gave a big presentation at a, a, in Pittsburgh at a, at a very large uh, Phil Schlafly gathering, American Eagles mm-hmm. gathering, and talked about this. The book is about the foundations of a mass surveillance state. That's how, something I helped create. It was the new mass collection system started in 2007, which was be, supposed to be for better cybersecurity. It's gone out of control. It's been weaponized. So it's about the foundation of the surveillance state, how it's been weaponized, and the and it supported the rise of the fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of government. And that's the administrative state, the marriage of federal law enforcement, intelligence, and big tech, and then also the nonprofits, the nonprofits, but that that are helping, that are aiding, making huge money off of the open border from all the resettlements of illegals into the country. I mean, it's shameful that churches are making money off of that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's where the book is, and definitely you can get signed copies on Lindell my store and use code, whatever Todd's code, CDM. CDM. Use code CDM. Get the signed copies on Lindell my store. John, thanks so much. Have a good day. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye bye.